Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Okay, guys, before we dive into today's episode, I have to tell you, Quantum Healing Academy closes its doors June 13th. So if you haven't already heard about the Quantum Healing Academy, it is a six-month container, a group program where we're going to be diving into enhancing your psychic abilities, understanding energetic ethics. We're going to talk about clearing things like psychic attack, black magic, cords, hooks, anchors, uh, metal, imprints, illusions programs. We're going to talk about how to call back soul fragments and soul loss is going to be a incredibly transformative container because not only are you going to be learning these skills for you, but you are going to enhance your client experience tenfold. Since I personally started to practice some of the quantum healing, um, tools that I'm going to give you guys in this six month container, I have, my clients have just, my clients have just been so much more one appreciative of the work that I do, but two, they're like mind blown by the results they're getting because of the work that we do. You can read all of the testimonials over on the landing page. It's www.shelbyrose.com forward slash QHA. But again, if you're feeling called to this program, it is a certification program. So you're going to learn how to do this. And not only are you going to learn the, the information, but we're going to be practicing in real time within this container. Currently, this is my first time running this container, so I have it listed as a six-month container. If it takes longer for us to get through it and more time to get through all the practicum, um, so I have time built in for you guys to actually practice with partners within the container as well as bringing in your own clients to practice with me in the session with you. I'm going to extend it. So if we don't have time for it, it may be a little bit longer program. This is my first time running it. So the price point is set accordingly. And I really hope that if you feel this call, you trust your intuition, <laughs> trust where your higher self is guiding you and join us for the quantum healing Academy in middle of June. Okay. Let's dive into this episode. You guys. Well, Cara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Raise Your Vibration podcast yet again. I know I have so many questions that I want to ask you that the listeners will also appreciate your wisdom and everything that you have to bring to us today. I'm going to warn the listeners a little bit. I was telling Cara before we got on the episode, I have been feeling like my nervous system is a little dysregulated today. I have a pupper in the background that might 
whine or bark a little bit. So just beware. If you hear some background noises, it's just a part of the experience today. Cara, <laughs> um, right. for those of you who don't, or for those of the listeners who don't already know you, do you mind just giving yourself a little introduction, who you are, all that good stuff? Um, yeah. Um, I'm obviously Cara Goss. I'm a I operate work as a soul quantum level healer and mentor. Um, I am the author of Step Into Your Brilliant Purpose. And I also teach quantum connection courses, psychic surgery courses, and have a deep love of energy and soul experience, bringing everyone into the empowerment and in the embodiment of their now moments to step into their soul purpose and path. And my experience with Kara has been, she has been my mentor, my friend, my teacher, and a huge part of my journey. So I'm excited to share her with all of you. Um, One of the things that I want to talk to you about today and was actually a listener question is all about animals and a little more about them because one of the questions, I can't remember what the question was, but she was asking me just like, what is the role that animals are here to play? Like how much more intuitive, intelligent are they than we give them credit for? Like what's their deal? (laughs) (laughs) That is an amazing question. Um, I absolutely love animals. Shelby, you know that I volunteer actually my remote viewing gifts to the local animal rescues here and, um, in finding lost animals, very many different types of lost animals actually. And, and actually whenever I began my journey, I started before I started working with people, I worked with only animals as an animal healer and working with the telepathy between animals to sort of express what was wrong or what they needed or how, you know, sometimes vets couldn't pick up, you know, exactly or figure out what was going on with them. And so I have a very deep connection to the animal kingdom. I absolutely adore animals. Um, And it's quite interesting because animals do have an emotional body. Um, Reptiles, um, they have a very minor emotional body, but they still have an emotional body. They, They do have these experiences. And for anyone who has a bond with the animals, you know, they have personalities, they have likes, they have dislikes. They're incredibly telepathic. They are incredibly connected to source and they're it's, it's interesting because each kingdom of the animal kingdom has very different um, roles and levels of experience and things and vibrational energies, as well as information that they transmit out to share as the one or the wholeness with mother Gaia, just like we do. But, you know, so horses are deeply there to help us build heart coherence. They are incredibly in tune with our emotions. They're deep healers going and being in the energy of a horse will bring your heart straight into coherence, which is why if you have an incoherent heart space in your energetic matrix, or you're dealing with grief or you're dealing with sadness, you might feel that resistance when a horse gets near you, that pressure on that heart space, the body may try to interpret that as fear. But what's happening, if you stay in their presence long enough, 
you will, they will naturally harmonize your heart coherence and they're incredibly telepathic dogs, unconditional love and, and healthy boundaries as well. Dogs teach us unconditional love and healthy boundaries. Um, they teach us who's for us, who's not for us just by, and they mm. teach us tribe and pack and connection and really leaning in and trusting on one another and trusting in the experiences. So animals are here to really teach us cats, incredible alchemizers of low vibrational energy. They carry pure, omnipotent, cosmic wisdom. Um, you know, that's why in the ancients, they were always revered as gods. They're, they have this purity and, and anyone who's owned a cat, they're like, that's right. It's, you know, it's, it's all about me. I am royal, you know, not that we're all about us, but they, they, they carry this state of, of grace in knowing that they belong exactly where they are. And they also are just incredible at releasing lower density energies from our space birds, you know, a, a lot of different types of birds, but Eagles, for example, you know, uh, giving us the energetic information and connection to see the higher perspective, to lift us up through any problem. So it, it really is a combination like dolphins, you know, the sonic energy and the connection through our energetic fields. They, to me, they represent those fields of the oneness that we are all connected to, right? We're not separate. We're only playing that game of separation and they, they're so soft and they're so tender and they're so wanting to help and rescue and and just incredibly nurturing and so it's it's a very it's a very dynamic answer because the animal kingdom is very deeply connected to us emotionally to mother gaia they all have their own soul purposes you know just like an oak tree is an oak tree and a pine tree is a pine tree. They come together to make the whole forest and, and we do too. And we do with all of these different animals and they're just incredible, pure, vibrant souls, you know, that bring love and divinity into this earth. So very complex, but they're very important. It like, <laughs> I just went to a movie this weekend and there was an avatar, um, like preview like the preview for avatar and whenever i see avatar and i see the blue beings and like they're so connected to nature that's what i think like our existence is really supposed to be like like that level of connection that level of in tuneness with nature and everything around us and i think it's such a beautiful reminder to us of how disconnected we can be from the like the present like you always talk about being connected with the present moment but i think animals just are so present that if we're not present if we're not connected you can see that mirrored back to you and the animals around absolutely. you absolutely absolutely and it you know that's when we run into things you know like for example um anxiety in dogs, you know, we were talking right before this broadcast, let's bring that up, you know, cause I see a lot of dogs work with a lot of dogs who deal with extreme anxiety, separation, anxiety, trauma in their, in their field. And, you know, it, it typically will come, you know, the animals take on the energy of their owner. Mm -hmm. And so, um, unless it's like a rescue, you know, 
you know, it depends, you know, it can carry an imprint just like we do. If we have an experience of trauma, they can carry that forward. And so if an owner's energy is not very much in the present, or I often see, for example, my sister and I were just having this conversation, you know, she has thyroid issues and every dog she gets has thyroid issues. Wow. It's because they are always trying to help us to be in our energetic dynamics and our energetic exchanges, they're taking on our energy. And so most of the time, even behavioral problems, those are coming from the actual owner. We need to work with the owner to be able to assist the animal. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we want to, we want to do our inner work and also that helps our animals to be more pure also because they're, they're loving us. They're there to also help us energetically to nurture us and support us because we are one, we are connected through this web of life to them. And so if we have animals with anxiety or we have animals with, you know, current health problems, you know, we have to ask ourselves, is there anything that maybe we perhaps need to look at so that we can support them as well? I have to tell you guys and the listeners the story because I thought it was so interesting and I knew it wasn't coincidental, but it was mind blowing to me. So, and I, I think one of the episodes I recently talked about how I was seeing this individual for a couple of months and I was almost like blind to his energy. I think I just like, I went offline for a second and it wasn't really paying attention to his energetic impact on me. But four days before I went on the first date with him, Dahlia had an eye infection. Mm -hmm. And four days after I ended the relationship, she had an eye infection again. It was almost like her energy was perceiving ready the experience I was going to have of like being blind to the energetics that were occurring while like while I was in this person's energy. And she, it was, it was just like, there's no way that you can explain this other than she was picking up energetically what was happening. Yeah. Our animals know before we do, I mean, they have such a broader perception of being able to read the energetic fields and it can show up within them, you know, and, you know, not being able to see it can. Um, so if we've brought that experience where, you know, we're going to look at it as well. So we're going to say, I know that that was also part of my experience aligning with someone who like, I was totally blind to what those energetics were doing to me. And then I was like, whoa, what within me aligned me to this particular energetic resonance? And for me, it was just the need for deepening my connection with knowing what I want within my life and what I didn't want within my life and then being able to align and honor that you know, fully. And, um, but that's interesting that it was the eyes because our animals will absolutely take that on. And they do perceive those because the second you, um, it's coming into your reality, those energies are already in play and exchanging with one another. And our animals are super sensitive to that. That's why, you know, they always, the old adage is, right? If my dog don't like you, I don't like you because he's picking up things that we may not yet know, you know? Yeah. Um, unless it's my dog. My dog loves everybody. <laughs> and then you're like, well, can you be a little bit of a radar for me? <laughs> What's really interesting, I, I just had this revelation. So I've been dog sitting and 
I've had different dogs kind of come through, but the ones that I feel like I do not like this dog so much, Dahlia won't let them on the bed with us. She'll mm-hmm. be like, you're not allowed to sleep with us. It's just like, she's <laughs> like, your energy can't be with ours. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, Dahlia, these poor dogs don't understand. But I, and, and then I looked at it and I was like, actually, I didn't really like that dog's energy. And this is like kind of the trial period where I'm building my clientele so I can pick and choose which dogs I allow into our home. Cause some, some of the dogs have been such a compliment to our energy and they've been really chill. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, if your owners never wanted you, I would take you in a heartbeat. Like there've been some dogs like that. And she will snuggle up right next to them and just nuzzle in there and be like, Oh, you're my bestie. And so it's really been interesting to watch her with the dog's energies. Absolutely. And I think that's the beautiful thing whenever it comes to animals too, whether it's fish, chickens, like I have a deep affinity for chickens, like uh, dogs, (laughs) cats, like we all have our tribe. And so even with the animals, right, it doesn't have to mean that there's something wrong with them necessarily, but you can feel the resonance of they belong in this particular tribe or this particular energy signature belongs over here. And, you know, so they know, and we know, you know, Oh, you're mine. You're, Oh, I recognize you, you know, and this animal may be like, Oh, you know, thank you for watching me. Thank you for like taking care of me for a few hours, but I actually belong with these people. And it's just, you know, just like we do in the world, right. We have like what 8 billion people on this planet. We're not all going to resonate and align with one another. We have Mm. different soul signatures and different blueprints and different ways of being. And it's the same exact way in the animal kingdom and in that animal kingdom in exchange with us and you know how we share that energy because i mean back in atlantis we all lived harmoniously with with our animals and there were different communities and you know we we understood these dynamics between the earth the animal kingdoms the laws of one with nature and just being you know nourishing with that community and expanding that out and it's the same exact way with the animal kingdom it's beautiful. Tell us about Atlantis. <laughs> oh my God. For the listeners who don't know, I, and you know, I've heard like bits and pieces of the story, but I don't think I know enough about well, there it. There was like, oh, yeah, I know more this. than one Atlantis. A lot of people think of Atlantis and they think, oh, we've only done Atlantis once, but we haven't. We, this will be the sixth time of creating, like, that's why we're seeing a lot of like Atlantis rising. And what it is, is mm. it's the laws of one where we lived in a state of unification, a state of harmony, a state of the present moment of, you know, none of this like duality, um, or polarity that we kind of see upon the world now. And we've gone through these cycles five other times. And, you know, we've been able to build Atlantis and stay there for a while. And then, you know, something would happen and we would fall. Cause that's also on a, in my opinion, on a microcosmic level, the cycles of creation birth and, you know, death and cycling through polarity and unity and having these soul experiences. But now we're coming and we're, we're rebuilding back up that golden age, you know, of all coming back into unity. That's why we're seeing so many things fall away. So Atlantis went through many different cycles. So it's hard to define Atlantis through one incarnation or one cycle because there were five cycles of Atlantis where, where we incarnated down, we tried to get it right. We didn't quite make it. And then 
you know, 26,000 years ago was the last cycle of, of Atlantis before we fell mm. for that final time. And then, you know, so there was, you know, a whole bunch of different things without getting into like the fall or how things fell. Um, but we lived very much in harmony with the land, with the earth. Um, we, we really, you know, operated fully as one unit. And, you know, as I remember Atlantis from the lifetime that I was there, it wasn't just in one location. It was across the whole world, across the globe mm. at that time where, you know, it was much different than how earth is structured now. It was much different um, back then, but it was a beautiful experience. And, and that's why we're seeing the old fall away now. And we're seeing this uprise of the control dynamic and 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 knowing that we have the power to create within us and to transform and evolve through any any frequency you know Shelby you know my famous saying you know there's always a divine solution mm -hmm. for any problem always and there's always a frequency that we can connect to um, because we're in an infinite reality and so that's what we're seeing and we're building we're building up and we're coming together and we're creating more awakening and unity and harmony and love. And, and that's going to look incredibly different for many different people, <laughs> you know, because we all have different blueprints. We all have different templates. We're all at different levels of consciousness, but we're all doing it together. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Mm. I'm just like, so curious on how this is all going to play out. <laughs> My brain is like, <laughs> so what's going to happen next? <laughs> well, um, well, um, there's, there's several, there's several time streams, actually. When I say time streams, you know, like future probability rates, you know, so um, when we talk about prophecy and things like that, like I, I'm a seer, you know, that that's how I work. That's how I operate. I see things very much like I see this world and, you know, prophecy is given to us for us to be able to make a different choice, right? Like, so when prophecy is given, it's not like this is what's set in stone. Mm -hmm. This is how the outcome is going to be. It's given to us as a probability, a percentage rate. This is the most probable outcome for how things are going to unfold should we continue down this particular trajectory, okay? Mm -hmm. So right now, and we call that a timeline stream, right? Whenever we look at that, we're looking at different realities. And, and because we have so many many different um, groups awakening. There's many different types of projections that they're all residing on. Neither one of them are good, bad, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, I personally um, know that from my own experience, again, my own seeing, knowing experience, um, we've definitely gone through a major shift, like within the last two and a half, three weeks, like the whole reality Something has definitely changed. Um, you know, a whole lot of experiences and, and people and situations have just like transformed overnight or major tower moments where things have just crumbled because they need to be built completely brand new. Mm -hmm. um, and and neither, like I said, neither is good, bad, right or wrong. So on a personal level, you might just have like people falling away or dropping away and it makes no sense. And you might go through periods of isolation um, on a global level moving forward, you know, we're going to see a, a deepening, a dismantling still of the energetic structures of, you know, 
of division, of separation, where where we have things in play, be that in education or war, politics or healthcare, whatever that case may be, it's going to continue to be dismantled. But the way that I see it is some, it doesn't have to completely fall before simultaneously we have new groups that are coming in to build new structures and new ways of being. So it's not like a complete dismantling um, and like we're just all left here Armageddon style. Like we released Armageddon timeline back in 2017. It's not a thing anymore in the reality fields of something that's going to happen for us. Um, so it, it, we do start to see this, you know, upsurging of more things that maybe are a little bit difficult to look at or more revelations of truth that are really difficult to be with on a global scale, on a personal scale as well. But at the same time, there is this rebuilding that's occurring simultaneously. So we don't have this complete destructive fall from that. Um, it, everything is happening very, very quickly and everything starts to we create these structures that provide, you know, a unification to where other people aren't left behind. They're not suffering. They're not struggling unless they would choose that experience. You know, if they want to choose that experience, then they can, their free will allows them to choose to have that experience. So <clears throat> it's, it's really up to the individual to, to decide, you know, do I want to do the soul work if I'm being called to do the soul work, right? Because not every single soul, I think I want to add too, is being called to have an awakening experience. I mean, we're talking multidimensionality here. So there's many different realities, many different types of consciousness, um, structures, reality fields, beliefs, ideas, concepts, and all of them are fine. All of them are accepted, you know, not one is good or one is bad or they're crazy or they're wrong or we're all here having this experience together and we're all saying the same thing in our own way. Like if we would take a step back for a moment, even religion is saying the same thing in its own way. And so if a soul has chosen to awaken through religion or if they've chosen to awaken through energetics or they've chosen to awaken through spirituality or Buddhism or, you know, um, whatever, it's all yeah. well and good. We're all literally saying the same thing mm -hmm. and we're all doing the same thing. We're all moving in the same direction. And that's the beauty of it. And so as these structures are beginning to be rebuilt, we have in in the crux, in the foundation of that is how does this support the all? How does this bring us together rather than divide us? And that's what we're going to start to see, you know, probably kicking off next year. This, this year will still be a deeper dismantling. I mean, we have Pluto in play. We have um, the all the eclipses. You know, we just had a solar eclipse. We have another eclipse coming um, on Friday. So that's a lunar eclipse. And eclipses are beautiful energies if you utilize them appropriately, if you're willing to actually kind of settle in and say, mm, that's within me. I Let me evolve that. Let me transform that. What wants to be, why does this want to be released this pattern of mine, maybe this fear, this way that I'm behaving or this unforgiveness that I'm holding, or, you know, it's really a deep reflection um, from within you of what needs to be 
healed, transformed, released so that your soul can embody more light so that your soul purpose and the reason for being here and what you want to create through your heart space can come to life and you can release that and evolve because we're here to evolve and it's not set. It's not set in which way that that's going to happen as of yet. So there's many different probable timelines, but the main crux of each one of them is no matter how it dismantles, we have a unification. We have people coming in new ways of being new governments, new um, healthcare systems that get put in place that support mm. the all rather than that, but it's going to take some time. Um, so for details, um, there's too many there's too many timelines in play. Humanity as a collective hasn't chosen yet which direction and the exact way they're going to play it out. So it's still too early to tell, but I do know it comes fast. And you can almost feel that energy of like indecision. Like I feel like I can feel the energy waver back and forth. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel it in my being like how I perceive is just like through my own energy and mm-hmm. so I end up feeling what the collective is feeling like in my body, but I feel like it's like, Ooh, I'm going this way. No, no, no. We're going this way. And then no, 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 we're back this way. And it's almost like you're riding back and forth on this wave of indecision. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of indecision in the collective, but I think it's because we're in such a massive paradigm shift too. Mm-hmm. So there's like this, this energy of like, Whoa, what just happened? And what now, which way do I go? Um, because, you know, back in 2018, a lot, a lot of us went left and we ended up kind of like in this reality, in this paradigm of a lower matrix that was more challenging, more difficult, kind of made us feel a little bit more disconnected from source. Or we met all of this, like um, we would want to call it darkness, right? You know, like the shadow energy aspects. And we aligned with people that maybe didn't serve us. And we had mm-hmm. these other experiences because we were going into those aspects to clear them, to resolve them, not just for ourselves, but as we do for ourselves, we do for the collective. And there are those of us that are here as, as volunteer souls, right? Like we didn't have to come back here, but we chose to come back here to, to be a part of that process. And, you know, and so there was that shift and now we're coming out of that shift and now it's like, Oh, well now what do you do? You know? And well, you always do whatever is called forth from your soul, you know, not what other people want you to do. Not what, you know, everyone out here on podcast world and YouTube is saying that we need to do as an awakened soul, we better jump ship or leave this person behind, or, you know, you, you better grab a hold of this portal because we are source. When you're fully awake, you realize you are source in every single moment. You're that co-creator with the divine. You're not going to miss a portal. If you're dealing with something like loss or grief or healing trauma, and you know, you're hearing all these messages about, well, you better hurry up and do this or that, you know, you need to grab a hold of this manifestation energy. We're timeless. We're limitless. We're oneness. Go through your process. If you need to, it's always there. Nothing ever has been, it it can't go anywhere. It's always there. You can always reach back with your conscious awareness and grab those energies and bring them to you. Bring, you don't even have to wait for a portal. You can reach forward and bring those energies to you. You are all of these things 
in your awareness. And so it's about co-creating consciously with the oneness that you are. And I think if, you know, if we are all of humanity together and we all use our conscious manifestation on healing, dividing, seeing everyone stop the dividing and really just do like global world peace transmissions every single week where thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people really just kept their focus on the daily of seeing humanity come together, of seeing us all uplifting, of forgiving, of, you know, aligning, we would, we would jump that trajectory much more quickly because, we're all just playing as it all goes together. It, it's all duality, unity, the whole experience we're all creating. We're all creating it. And I want to go back to what you said about like, hurry up. You're going to miss this portal too. It's like, yeah. to me there, you create so much resistance when you're trying to force thing that, things to happen before you're ready for it. And before it's ready to naturally just unfold. It's like, I use this example. I I had so much resistance around editing the podcast. I don't know why this example is coming through. It's probably fresh in my mind because I just looked at the numbers yesterday and I hired someone to edit and upload them for me. And all of a sudden, all that resistance is gone. And the numbers on the podcast like doubled overnight, essentially, because there's no resistance around it. I wasn't trying to force myself to do something that wasn't in alignment with me at that time. It's like, you're better off not trying to hurry things along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think we do that. I mean, I can remember, you know, as we evolve, you know, we're going through our awakening and it's all new and it's all exciting. And we're kind of, then we're like, Whoa, I feel this portal and that. And, and then there's the, the spiritual ego, um, our friend Renee and I were talking about this last night, actually. And I was like, it, it seems, you know, it reminds me of the spiritual ego of, um, I have to hurry up and make this quote unquote deadline. And I said, it reminds me of the time whenever I was like, I was like, okay, here it is. Here comes the awakening. And I called my (laughs) father-in-law and I was like, it's going to happen on Friday and I'm going to need my oils and I'm going to need my crystals. And I'm like, that's what they tell me. Like, that's what it's going to happen. And then like Friday came and I was like, Okay. Yeah. Nothing happened. You know, I think we can get sidelined by our own expectations of what we think we should be experiencing rather than if we just say, Oh, there's some really, um, beautiful energies that are going to bring me what I most need. I may not even understand that I'm receiving them on the day that they're coming in, but I open to just, I set the intention that they're here for me as I'm ready to activate at my own divine pace, because you can't ever really be out of alignment, but you can create that resistance through your belief, through your intentionality, through thinking that you're supposed to be somewhere in some future moment when it's all just happening right now. Um, so that's, you know, important and that's where resistance comes in. You know, I know for me, you know, we talked a little bit before we got on the call, you know, just having, you know, um, lost my partner and, and having those experiences, you know, I could recognize that, that part of me within myself that was like, you know, really needing to open and be with the grief and then also open and be with the peace and open and be with the present and also know that there is these amazing energies that are coming in right now. And there was still a little bit of that side. It's like, 
my gosh, how long is this grief process going to take? You know, like not wanting to really be with it, but then having to recognize that that was me not wanting to actually be with that uncomfortable energy and and having resistance to actually feeling it. like, Jesus, it shouldn't be taking me this long to process grief. You know, like, of course it is. It's a human experience and, mm. and we need to be with it and, you know, and delegate if we need to. Right. So, yeah. We got to do what keeps us aligned, whether it feels good to us or not. Mm, I think that's so powerful because I think we, I think we've been fed this story that only, and I just shared something on this, like the only the high frequency emotions are alignment, yeah. which is so, it, it is what creates, I think, so much resistance for so many people. Because to me, it's like the more I lean into whatever I'm feeling that day, the more I allow that to just move through even if it is this haywire nervous system, even if it's like whatever it is that day, if I just lean in and say, okay, this is instead of resisting it and try to tell myself otherwise, or try to build myself up. And like, there's a delicate balance, I think, between, um, creating more of what is, because I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we can let the ego take over and be like, what was me and victim mentality and all of that. But like, if we can just allow that emotion to move through to me, it moves through so much more quickly and it allows those higher frequencies to come in a lot more rapidly instead of resisting it. And then building up more energy around that grief or anger or pain or whatever it is that wants to, whatever wave wants to be. Exactly. And all emotion is, is, is energy and motion. And, you know, we take it on as like, this is me. If we, if we can, that delicate balance is absolutely needed, right? Because our, our body is used to wiring and firing the same way together. So if we're used to feeling depressed around a certain time of day, it's going to click on. We need that Mm. observation to recognize our patterns. You know, if we are doing the same thing every single day, that has to change that that's Mm -hmm. an energy that we need to become aware of and we need to make a different choice to change it. And then there is also, you know, emotion, energy and motion and, you know, being the observer of it without allowing the story to dictate its reality to you. I absolutely will sit with any contraction in my body or any emotion because there's wisdom within it. And when you actually allow it to fully release from your body, you're unraveling the karmas that created it. Karmas being the thoughts, the emotions, the ideas, the beliefs, the concepts that are stored inside of your body matrix. And as that opens and it untangles, what you'll find is anytime you come into that emotion or even from empathing someone else's same vibrational energy, if it's not within you, your field is open. It passes right through. There's nothing Mm -hmm. for it to stick to. It has no resonance there anymore. So that's why being with it is so powerful. I, I love this because I'm just thinking about how much this dog has set me off, like having someone else. I, well, it's so interesting to me. I'm like, holy cow. Like, I don't think my nervous system has felt this dysregulated in a long time, but clearly there's still a frequency inside of me of that dysregulation that maybe this well, is. Well, I think with nervous system stuff, it can be a little different. I mean, our body is still designed and structured to respond to stimulus in a certain way. Hmm. So if, if there would still be a trauma, it might be like pointing you to a trauma. If there's still something that makes you anxious, it could be, you know, pointing you to anxiety. But I mean, I just had an experience where, you know, my nervous system got really heightened and it wasn't because of anything that was within me, but it was just the normal body, the body's response, which is designed to 
to point to you that there's a problem in the field. There's a problem mm-hmm. in your reality. There's something wrong. We need you to come in and resolve this. And, and so we want to honor that, right? So whenever I'm feeling like extreme anxiety or extreme nervous system regulation, dysregulation, I literally will lay down and I say to the anxiety, come in, you're welcome here. And I do what we did, you know, nervous system, calm, release, relax, regulate, reset. And I'll talk directly to the nervous system because our body believes everything it says, it hears it, it responds to it. And then I go through organs, release, relax, you know, reset. And then the muscle, the fascia, the endocrine system, the nervous system. And then I run and ground energy and light through the body. So sometimes, you know, it is our body doing exactly what it's designed to do, which is to keep us safe. Sometimes it may be that there is something locked in the nervous system. Um, And the only way to really know the difference is to use your conscious awareness, your observation to just allow it to open and expand. And if it's something within you, you're going to get the information and you're going to get the feeling you're going to get the knowing it's going to dissolve and you're going to feel better. And if it's something externally, you know, like I, I've taught everybody that I work with, I, I sense and want to ask, is this energy coming from within me out? Right. That means it's mine. Or is it coming from the outside in, you know, ask, get a feel, use your hands or, you know, use your intuition and get a feel of the directional state, the directional flow of energy that's coming either. If it's coming from inside out, that's yours. It may be coming from the outside in that can also be yours from outer bands. But typically when you're an empath, you're already scanning your environment for safety Mm -hmm. and empath is a trauma response. Mm -hmm. And so what you want to do, if you find that it's coming from the outside in, that's fine. Great. Let's imagine we have a dial and we can tune that dial and we can expand our field so that uncomfortable energy can pass through and we can heighten our channel, heighten our light, send it love, learn to alchemize and be in your energy. I want to kind of go back to the dog thing for a second or animals in general. I feel like we, I was like, we kind of like went down this pathway and I love everything that we've talked about. And, um, I feel like there might be something more to talk about as far as animals go. And I don't know if you're getting a sense intuitively of what that is, but I feel like there's still something there to be discussed. I would say to understand that animals are developing consciously, just like we are. And they are, you know, we, we really can learn a lot from them. Um, and that's what I'm really feeling is to become very aware that animals are also changing and they're evolving and, you know, they have energetic systems just like we do. We, they have chakra systems just like we do. They have fields and etheric templates just like we do. And energy healing is just as powerful for animals, if not more powerful, because they don't have an ego that tells them this ain't working for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I loved working with animals whenever I first started. Cause you know, it was just so easy. It was just so easy. They were just so like, Oh, receptive to amazing. You know, they didn't have the part of the 
mind. It's like, is this really going to work? You know, <laughs> like blocking yeah. it, shutting it off unconsciously. And they are, they're, they're very important parts of our lives. They need deep protecting, um, especially mm-hmm. our ocean animals right now. They need, you know, deep protecting. So, you know, anything that we can do to come together to support our animals, you know, like donate your time, um, donate your resources. You know, I donate my time half for the last 10 years to, to the local rescues. Um, they're just very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything go clean an ocean, go takes us 10 minutes. You know, you see a garbage bag along the road, like just stop and pick it up. Like, come together let's start to do our part because all animals all wildlife is important to to our entire world the ecosystem is is incredibly invaluable without it you won't be here Mm -hmm. so you know i think we have to deepen our respect for nature for animals for all of the animal kingdoms not just our domesticated but our wildlife too Mm -hmm. so they're very valuable I had just had that conversation with someone a a while back about how different animals feel in the past, like 10, 15 years, even since I was a kid, like how much more connected I feel to them. And I know part of that is my awareness has expanded a lot, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like they're so much more communicative. They are like, I, I, I know what Dolly is trying to tell me. I know what she says. Like, I know what she's communicating with me. She just, she doesn't have to say anything, but I just know mm-hmm. it's incredible to me how I had that telepathic sense has developed over the past decade. Yes. Yes. I mean, animals have always been incredibly telepathic. I think we're just now catching up to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about, you know, the, um, what is it? The experiment that they did, you know, where the monkeys were at the beach and the baby monkey dropped its banana in the sand and he went over and he washed it off. And then the other monkeys in the tribe started washing off their bananas in the ocean. But then that actually rippled across the world to the other monkeys starting to wash their bananas in the ocean. So, you know, we're connected telepathically, we're connected through this, you know, invisible field of consciousness that transmits information back and forth. And we have every ability to communicate with the animal kingdom, with our own pets, to see what they need, to see if they're okay. And we really should, because they came, they chose us, they came to our lives to help us. We didn't pick them. You may like to think that we did but we didn't. They, <laughs> Oh, I know, know I didn't pick Dolly. <laughs> I was like, I don't need a dog right now. I don't want a dog. I literally told, um, my previous partner, I was like, we're not getting a dog. Like <laughs> we can't, we can't get a dog in the state that we're at in right now. And here she is. Here's Dahlia. Here she is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I know. And like, you know, I have, you know, three cats and my dog and, and they all just like found me, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, y'all are amazing. And they each serve a different purpose. You know, it's incredible. You know, I mean, I would say if you're feeling like you don't have the gift or the ability to communicate with your animal, Um, or to think that, you know, what your animal needs, it's actually incredibly simple. 
If you need to get out a piece of paper, sit down and put your animal's name on that piece of paper and simply just ask to say, I call forward and forth the highest divine, most loving messages to open the telepathic channels between me and my animal now so that I may deeply connect with what their needs, wants, and desires are to bring them their best life experience here. And then just start writing. Don't doubt. Don't get in your brain. Just start writing and you will be surprised at the information that you connect, that your animal and your animal will probably, if it's a cat or a dog, especially they're so in tune um, or a horse. Like if you're around your horse, they'll probably walk right over to you as you're doing it and want to snuggle because they can feel <laughs> that connection. And, um, and as you, you know, if you keep practicing the writing, you know, doing it that way, eventually what you're going to do is you're going to start to hear their thoughts and you're going to start to feel their emotions. And you're going to start to feel when maybe they're not feeling well, or they have an upset belly. And you'll feel that because when you get close to them, you might feel a little bit nauseous. Mm -hmm. You might physically start to empath what they're experiencing, you know, and, and then you can say, well, what, what can I do to assist you? And, you know, also you don't have to be, um, the, the main thing that I would tell people is you do not have to be attuned by anybody to be able to channel energy, healing energy to your animal. Um, we are no longer in a vibrational experience where we need the guru to pass along the DNA activations to the, to the student to be able to do that. You know, our frequency on this planet is high enough. All you have to do is I call for it and forth the highest and best, most aligned vibrational frequencies of healing to assist and support me in, and then just state your declaration, whether it's for yourself or whether it's for your animal, and then just allow yourself to connect. And don't overthink it and just focus on the center of your hands and you're going to start to feel that energy, subtle, subtle shifts pouring through your hands and just start trusting in that. And that energy is you. You're made of this energy. So we don't need an attunement. It's literally what you're created with. So it's already within you, full strength, you know, and then just send it over and, and your animals only need a little bit. They don't need nearly as much as what human beings do. So... They'll, they'll walk away when they're done. <laughs> so, so do you think I should try that on little Maverick? <laughs> I would definitely try that on little Maverick. God bless his little heart. God my bless goodness. His heart. He's being really good right now, but he oh my goodness. He's being really good. He was so yeah. nervous earlier. Yeah, just transit. I think it helps it being in his little space. I think his little crate, he doesn't get so whiny, so bark. Yeah. And yeah. He needs yeah. to, he needs to feel comforted and, and supported. Yeah. 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 Guy. And animals, they need that. They need that in their, they like close spaces, you know, Yeah. but as long as they can see out, yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes them feel safe. Yeah. He went underneath my coffee table earlier and was like, oh. I'm going to lay underneath here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hide. My dog goes under the bed. He's yep. like, I'm gonna hide under the bed. Um, and then he'll like bark at you if you walk by. Like, Poof. yeah. So <laughs> like he's doing something, but he feels good, you know? Yeah. He's adorable. Uh, you just gotta love them. They're just like precious gifts. Like, they are really precious gifts. They really, really are. And they deserve. They deserve to be treated much better than what they do, you know? So oh. look up helping, you know, abuse dogs and abuse cats, like help, help wherever you can abuse children, mm -hmm. you know, whatever your purpose is or your role is, but, um, 
you know, donate, you know, you don't necessarily, even whenever it comes to animals, you don't even necessarily have to donate money. You know, you can donate blankets. They need blankets all the time. Mm. They need pillows all the time. They need toys all the time. They need dog food. They need cat yeah. litter. They, they need things all the time. So constantly. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all this wisdom. I know this is going to be so helpful, especially for the listeners who reached out about the animals specifically. Is there anything else that's coming through for you to share with us today or anything else that you want to bring forward? Um, hmm. I think for today, that's everything. Just be present, you know, be in your process. I know a lot of people are going through very difficult times, um, you know, through losses of family members, loss of jobs or loss of children. It's, it's watching what's going on globally and, you know, allow yourself to be where you are, um, show up for yourself fully with a lot of love and compassion and um, just know that no cycle lasts forever. Everything is always destined to move, shift and change. And so if you're struggling um, and, and you need help, just you know, find the support, reach out, invite it in. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, bring everything that you need, like ask for it bring it to you and um, don't be ashamed to ask for it because we're seeing a lot of that being ashamed to reach out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a healer, so I shouldn't need this or I'm a light worker, so I shouldn't need this or, mm-hmm. you know, I shouldn't be having this experience or trying to over-spiritualize, you know, the yeah. experiences, the human emotions. So if you need support, just ask, reach out. Um, as we go through these paradigm shifts, you know, they do hold difficult challenges. Those are opportunities um, to evolve and they're not always pleasant as we would like to think <laughs> lots of divine energy support and people we're all here supporting each other and um yeah just don't be afraid to reach out don't be afraid to be where you are nothing lasts forever and something that I realized recently too, is like and actually admitting to yourself when you do need help and support I think that's the hardest step for most people is they don't even realize that they're like at least this is the hardest thing for me is like lying to myself about when I actually need support and when I actually need to reach out. And if you can shift that and just realize that it's such a empowering thing to be able to get support because there's people out there who don't even have access to it. It's like, what a gift to be able to say, Hey, if I can, can find support, like if I can ask for the support and spirit will always bring you exactly what you need. I've had some things like come into my awareness lately that have been like, Oh, I didn't even think of this as an option of something that might be helpful for me. So yeah, I love that you shared that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shelby. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) We always love having conversations with you. I'm sure there will be more on the podcast in the future. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Hopefully when my nervous system is more regulated, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be fine. We're going to heal the pop up in your nervous system and responding kind. I, I, I think that's, that's what we need today. (laughs) God bless him. Uh, All right. Have a beautiful day, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this and you love this episode, please do take Kara and myself on your Instagram or wherever it is that you want to share this. We appreciate you guys sharing it. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the reviews. It helps this message get out into more people's hands. So thank you.
All right, my loves, I have to tell you guys about a breathwork app that I've been obsessed with. So you may have heard me talk about this a few weeks ago. I got a membership to Othership and it's a breathwork app that to me is so, it's, it's genius. Like I have always struggled to follow along with YouTube breathwork sessions or um, like listening to guided breath work, it has always been really difficult for me. I've like needed to be in person. And when I go onto Othership, it literally feels like I have someone there with me guiding me through it. And the way that the breathwork app is structured, I can literally hear the person, the way they're breathing in and out on the breathwork. I can like know what they're doing. So it just makes it really easy for me to follow along. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but like how my morning routine is structured. I go for a walk in the morning. I come back, I sit on the couch, I journal and I meditate and I end up feeling a little bit tired after that like meditation and journal sesh. And I use it. It's like a five, 10 minute practice to bring me back up and get me energized as I go into either my workout or my work day. They, every single day they drop a new, um, actually two new practices. So you get a up practice and a down practice, which I think is really cool. So you can use it to bring you down. If you're someone who maybe has trouble sleeping or clearing your head. Um, I know for me, if I'm struggling to like actually drop into meditation, I'll use one of the practices to get me like connected into my body. And that's been really helpful, especially as I've noticed as I have, triggered these traumatic experiences, it's almost harder for me to get out of my head when I go into meditation. So the breath work almost primes me to drop in. If I'm having one of those days where I'm just having a lot of swirling thoughts, it'll clear the thoughts for me. So why I'm sharing this with you guys is that I have a two-week free trial for you guys. I partnered with Othership because I love them so much and I want to share them with all of you. Um, I'm going to put my affiliate link in the show notes. When you sign up with me, you get that two week free trial. I'm also going to put it, um, actually it's just in my show notes. And then if you have any trouble accessing that, you can also DM me on Instagram. Um, I just changed my handle to at she is Shelby Rose and you can get, I'll, I'll send you the link there. Okay. That is all I have. I love you guys.